Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick. You can find us at HyperClean Specialists on Facebook. If you want to check out some products, go to hypercleanstore.com. We have a pretty interesting show today. Going to talk about a few things, a couple cars we had, stop by the shop. Nothing uh, rare or special, but kind of cool flashbacks to my past and starting my company and different things. Uh, magazine shoot that I was involved in when I started my company, and that was pretty cool. We'll talk about that a little later in the podcast, but I want to start with this. One of the weirdest things that's happening in detailing, and the best I can describe it is, we all have that buddy, that family member, that when you tell them you went to Hawaii, they're going to say, wow, yeah, I've been to Hawaii a hundred times. I mean, we don't really go there anymore. You know, it's not nice enough for us. And we all got that friend or family member that's just going to one-up you at every single turn. And I continue to see this in detailing where we one-up everybody. Go on TikTok, they're one-upping everybody. Go on YouTube, they're one-upping everybody. Everybody wants to be known as exclusive or, or top-flight detailers, so they'll do crazy things like lifetime coatings. And that means that, that I'm better than you if you don't do them. Anybody else notice that? The one-up culture. And so let me walk you through where it's most prevalent in our industry, which is protection. Paint protection is a wildly easy subject to understand. And yet as detailers and as an industry, we've done nothing but confuse ourselves, confuse customers, confuse DIYers. I want to get something on the record here that hydrophobics doesn't mean that you have protected a car. I implore all of you that have never done this practice to go out to a car, your own, not your customers, and spray tire dressing on a door, and then take your pressure washer, your hose, and spray that door down. You're going to see crazy water behavior. So water behavior by itself doesn't prove anything. You still have to have things in the formula that bond to the paint to protect the paint. And so let's start talking about the one-up nature of protection in our industry. If a guy tells you they wax cars, you'll tell him you put a sealant on. Well, you put sealants on, I put a one-year coating on. Oh, you only do one year, I do five year. Oh, you only do five year, we do 10 year. Oh, you only do 10 year, we do lifetime. Well, what do you mean? We paint protect, we use PPF on the whole car every time. Oh, well, that's not good enough. I have a paint booth and we spray 50 levels of clear on every car we do. Oh, that's all you do? We spray this special coating in, in a $200,000, and, and it's like, where are we going here, man? Where, what does that really do for any of us? Well, what it does is, is it makes a false narrative about how protection works, and that's all that we've really done. Some of the rarest, most expensive vehicles on the planet have never had anything but a high-quality carnauba wax on them. They're worth more than 99% of houses on the planet. That's not viable. 
They've been have wax on them the last 50, 60, 70 years. It's not a viable protection. That's just patently false. Sealants, as we advanced and we realized, hey, you know, we need something that's a little bit higher temp resistant. So we built synthetic sealants. And now we can take a synthetic sealant and we can mix it with SiO2 type properties and we can make really viable stuff. One-year coatings. We, we've pushed all of you to listen to this for years now. Marty especially. One-year coatings are extremely viable. Three-year coatings, viable. Five-year coatings, a little smaller niche of people can really say they need a five-year coating, but they, there's, a, there's enough. But what about 10 years in lifetime? Wax is more, to me, is more reputable of a product than a 10-year or lifetime coating. I got a proven track record. When you start making wild claims as people have made with coating installations, that's not reputable to me because you have no idea if you can make it happen. I'll go back to my own story. 2010, I started putting coatings on. Very quickly, I worked with a reputable brand that I worked for for worked with for years on coding who had a very reputable and still has a very reputable coding. That coding is still finicky today. It was extremely finicky then. It water spotted like crazy and it wasn't the best for my customers. I forced it on myself to say, be current. When I started to analyze the data and the headaches that came from those coatings, it wasn't worth it. That's when I searched out HyperClean. Doesn't make it a bad coating, but it means it had severe limitations. And I had to babysit those coatings like no other for years because it was a subpar product. But if you say you do wax, this guy's going to say sealant. You only do a sealant? Oh, I put coating on. You put coating on? Hell, I paint cars, right? It's like, what? what? Why do we got to go this route? Instead of talking about these each individually as, hey, they have a place. Dude, I don't want to wax my car every 30 days. Me as an owner. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to choose a different product. But I don't actually enjoy PPF on my entire car as much as I enjoy maybe different ways of caring for my car. Now, I'm going to probably PPF my BMW the entire thing because it's a little bit, sits a little more, more aggressively more prone to rock chipping, things like that. If I had a Porsche, same thing, but I don't find that enjoyable experience. You know, you're going to have little edges lift up. You're going to have some dirt get under the film. That stuff bothers me. It may not bother you as an owner. We got plenty of owners. We put full PPF on. It doesn't bother them. We have others. It bothers them. I've had people that I've put coating on their car and they didn't like how their car looked. So if I go and put this wax on their car, they love how their car looks. Who's right. Who's wrong. Nobody. This one-up nature that we continue to put into the protection side of this business, the paint correction side of this business, dude, where, where does it end? It doesn't make the customer happy. It doesn't, it, it, all it does is turn people off and it doesn't make any of us look intelligent because I'm not going to sit here and say when I've watched wax work for 50 years that it's not a viable product. There's a limitation to it. You're probably going to, to feel safe, you're going to need to reapply it every 30 to 60 days if you're using a Carnuba. 
But if you're using a new age wax, I mean, look, I, I know waxes that were in the Asian market that lasted a year. There's not a right and wrong here. The wrong is acting as if these all don't have a place. And that because you choose not to do something, that makes you better than somebody. Doesn't make you better. There's guys that do nothing but wax and seal cars. I don't look at it as I'm better than them. That's what they're choosing to run their business with. If they want to expand their business, they're going to have to make different decisions. There's a lot of you that install coatings that can't put film on a car. So does that make you subpar? I don't think so. But according to your rules, it does. Because paint protection film is much more durable than a coating at protecting your paint. These are the kind of things that we need to talk about and we need to say out loud and we got to take the conversation back, man. You can't just live in this world. We can't, as, a, as an industry, live in this world where all we do is bash whatever was in the past. And so the argument's going to be, well, wax is outdated. Sealants are outdated. You know, I, I want to stay up to date. Okay. It's a very, very good opinion. Let me shoot holes in that opinion, very simply. I'm sure pretty much everyone listening to this has a flat screen at their house. Okay? TV technology spins about every three to six months. So every time the latest and greatest technology comes out with your TV, you go and buy a new one, right? Because you want to be up to date. Well, let me give you another example. You got a 2020 Dodge Ram. You love your truck. You don't owe very much money on it. You've paid it down. 2022 is out. It's the latest and greatest. Got the best engine, got the best tech, got the best everything. So you go and trade it in every year, right? Because you're all about staying current. No, you don't do those things. What you do is what fits your life. And what's going to happen for a lot of us are things are going to fit our life. And there's some guys they're going to want their car waxed. What if you charge them $200 and it takes you an hour? It's happening every day. You don't think it's happening, but it's happening. One year coding guys getting three, $400 to apply one year coding $500. Great. Not having to do paint correction. There's going to be some of you say, Oh, that's not right. They're making money. Their clients leaving happy. They've protected the car. And this is my last stance to talk about on this protection thing. Go to your nearest Walmart, Target, Costco parking lot. As I did last week, I was at Costco. That place is a disaster. I don't know how anybody enjoys it. Absolutely the bane of my existence. But that's another story. You go to Costco, you're going to get a good middle section of the world. You're going to have some lower middle class, some middle class, some upper middle class, some rich. You're going to see a lot of different types of cars. Every car I walked by, I knew was underprotected. I could tell by looking at it, paint fading, starting to oxidize, not that old. Think about that. So would they have been better off with the wax than what they were at? Yeah. What about a sealant? Hell yeah. What about a one-year coating? Sure. Paint protection pill? Absolutely. We don't have an issue of the technology. We have an issue of people not taking advantage of protecting their car. See, all of us need to say something out loud a little more. 
We need to stop with the one up of each other. And we need to start asking how we can get more people to protect their car. Because quite frankly, you can walk through your late, you know, through the Costco parking lot, the Target parking lot by your home, and you're going to see 99 out of 100 cars in really tough shape, not cared for, and not protected at all. So is a wax better than no protection? You betcha. Is a one year more durable than a wax? Yes. It's just a different protection. But here we are in the detailing industry fighting about what's better, and 99 out of 100 cars in the Costco parking lot don't have any of it. You think we're maybe focused on the wrong problem? We have a problem of customers not understanding how to care for their car. We don't have a problem of what protection's better than the next. They're just different, dude. Stop with the one up. It doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make you look intelligent. And it doesn't help anything. And like I said, for all of you that think you know, when, when somebody tells me, that wax shouldn't exist anymore. I know that they've never taken care of a really valuable car. And now you guys know the secret. When you take care of valuable collections, you can't code everything. You can't PPF everything. I've shared it on here before. I watched an irresponsible, reputable detailer put film on an F40. And when that paint pulls up, which it will, when they remove it five, 10 years from now, it's going to cut into the value of that Ferrari. All because somebody's ego, they knew better. That car should have been waxed, should have been cared for, should have been driven and enjoyed. But a rock chip is better than paint pulling off and needing a repaint. It's a fact. You can make a decision and do whatever you want. I don't care what protection you use. I don't have this argument, but I just noticed the one-up culture in this, and it's plaguing detailing because we're not having a bigger conversation about, it isn't about what's best. It's about most people don't protect their car. That's the real discussion here. That leads me to a Range Rover that we had stopped by the shop this week. For those of you in the HyperClean Specialist group, I posted this in there. 2010 Range Rover. This vehicle basically helped launch my career. This exact vehicle. This vehicle puts into perspective a lot of things that I've done over my career. And it was a really emotional thing to see this because it launched my company, basically. It helped me build a reputation. So this Range Rover was involved in a Dub Magazine shoot with one of my clients who's still my client today. The client has now passed this vehicle on to somebody else that he knows, uh, works for him actually. And the car stops by. And I, I wanna, for those of you just starting your career, this is what it's all about. Very rarely do you get to see a car 12 years after you detail, you know, you, you started detailing it, I should say. So my client owned that vehicle for six or seven years, drove it around. It's been in storage. Now it's out of storage and, and moving on to another family. So I want to share what made this special for me. Yeah, thinking back to that Dub Magazine shoot, thinking about all the cars that I made look good and thinking about that moment in my career, is it, that part was special. But actually the thing that's most special is it shows me that my belief system works. 
So here's a car that's 12 years old, was driven as a daily driver for six or seven years, then put into storage, which isn't always the friendliest of cars. And now the car reappears and we have to get it healthy again. The car is in perfect shape. This 2010 Range Rover is in better shape than most 2022 Range Rovers off the lot. And what does this Range Rover prove to me? That I had an exact system that I was going to implement to care for cars. And that system was this. When we got that vehicle, we paint corrected it. We actually put a coating on that vehicle, believe it or not, in 2010, one of the first bottles in the United States for a certain brand. The install went well, and then we maintained the car for six or seven years. Here we are, 2022, cars in perfect shape. Interior looks flawless. Exterior looks flawless. So what do we do? We did a very light bring back to life, make sure the coating is healthy, which it wasn't. So we did something here that a lot of people don't do. Okay. And I'm not advocating for it, but I'm going to walk you through what we did. So we decon the paint. We needed, uh, we didn't need to clay it. It wasn't actually uh, contaminated. Magically, when you take care of a car and even in storage, have protection on it, contamination was not a big issue. So what we did was we then saw that the coating was acting okay. Here it is 12 years later. This original coating is still healthy. We went and I applied a very thin layer of Uno. Now, is it going to bond? I don't know. Okay. And it wasn't about that. It was about can we get it to react on the surface and get it to fill in maybe some spots that have started to degrade? Because this guy that's getting the vehicle is not going to pay me a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars to rip the coating off, compound and polish it off, then reapply. And the car doesn't need that. But I'm always cautious to tell these types of stories because I want people to know. I don't think Uno is going to make a massive difference on this existing coating, but I think we have a good enough formula that I can use it in a very select situation that helps that particular customer. And that's the point of this conversation that I'm having about this car is that I always did what was right for the customer, what he wanted, what he agreed to, and what made sense for the vehicle. But I want people to hear this. Am I sitting here doing this type of procedure every day? No, I'm making a judgment call. And I'm making a judgment call to help out a customer. I think the coating is just fine. Slick would have been just fine. I wanted to try something to maybe give a little more to my customer for the price that he paid. That's what I did. Didn't take me long to apply it. I'm assuming most of it was rejected by the underlying coating. But I also believe instinctually there were some parts that were maybe weakened that this bonded to and allowed the coating to be a little more healthy. So I want you to take from this that this is a trial and error sometimes, but the coating was healthy. The car was healthy. Everything was great. I didn't want to go and abrade the paint because or abrade the coating because that would weaken that coating. 
and I made sure to tell the customer all of this up front. All of this was discussed up front so somebody could understand the way it was going to work. But 12 years in to have a vehicle in that kind of shape that's been driven those type of miles, it's proven to me that I've had the basis of a working way of dealing with cars for a very long time. And that's true car care. 12 years in and the car looks flawless. Hard to beat that. Hard to beat my feeling too. I mean, seeing that vehicle, thinking back to that time, that was crazy for me. I mean, that was me by myself. There was nobody around. No help, no employees, no nothing. So that's kind of a humbling thing for me to think about how far I've come. I want to stay on the topic of doing what's right for the customer. Because I think in this protection world, we get a little bit sideways. So I want to talk about a Volkswagen Passat 2012 we had stop in the shop. A good customer of mine, a person I've known a long time, a guy that I respect, has bought one with 90,000 miles for his 16-year-old son. And let me tell you, when it came to us, it was in very reasonable shape. Somebody, I believe his brother, had taken great care of it. Great by most standard. Is it up to all of our standards? No, but it was great to normal standard. So we sit down, and let me walk you through a couple questions on a car of this age being handed to a 16-year-old because we've done a lot of 16-year-old gifts or first cars for some of our clients. A lot more valuable, some not as, as nice. Where are you storing the car? How much is it going to be used? Where's it going to be driven? Those simple questions. Well, the car's going to be stored outside. The first thing that goes on in my mind when I hear a car is going to be stored outside in 300 plus days of sun in the desert is I got to leave as much clear coat on this car as I can, but I know I got to remove a little superficial layer of oxidation that I can see around the car. Okay. It's not bad. It's just normal 10 years of wear and tear. So this is what so many people miss about my thought process with my customer. As I sit down with them, I said, here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to do a very, very thorough one-step polish that's going to remove all that dead paint, that oxidation. Then it's going to allow us to install a coating that's going to give you the durability to fight against the sun. Perfect, easy, simple. We're also going to go through the interior. On the interior, we're going to steam every surface, not for germs, but for cleanliness. A lot of you sell steamers as a germ killer. Probably shouldn't do that, like we said two years ago when we discussed this, but for cleanliness. And then we're going to go through these rubber mats, and we're going to go through them, and we're going to go through every button, and we're going to get this car set on the right path. So we took our HyperClean One pad on a 15 millimeter, five inch backing plate. We took a polish we haven't released, which worked phenomenally. If you're following us on Instagram, I showed you the results with just one step. It's actually was fairly hard paint to believe it or not, uh, which is a good thing. So we go around, we buzz around the car in a few hours. We get great cut. We get great finish. 
we get to remove all that superficial oxidation. We go and re, we apply dose afterwards and the car is protected. But we left as much clear coat as possible on that car. And I explained why to my customer. When you're in 300 plus days of sun in the desert, clear coat matters. Now, I know we like to see, you know, all these reputable people don't really talk about it. It's a 16-year-old's car. It's already made it 10 years. Does it need a heavy two-stage correction to get it back to show level? Yeah, it does. It's got some defects. Is it responsible to do that? In my opinion, the answer is no. And I go back to the Range Rover we had in the shop earlier in the week. My way works. My way keeps cars healthy. My way is about preservation. My way is understanding the customer. It's not about one-upping anybody. I'm not sitting here sharing you a story about the Lamborghini we worked on this week or any of that stuff. These are very normal cars that we have a very simple process and doing right for the client before you do right for your business magically makes you more money. Let's go back to the wax conversation. You have a really great customer and all he wants is cars are waxed. You say no, you argue with him because you're doing what's right for your business. You're not doing what's right for that guy. The reason I share these two stories is I love getting a kid's first car, whether he's a car guy or not. This guy isn't getting it in shape because I wish I had a car that's nice when I was 16. I had a hoopty Jeep Wrangler in the middle of winter in Ohio. Summers, hot and humid, winters. I didn't even have an AC unit. Not the best first car, but I loved it. And I took care of it. And so every time I see that 16-year-old's gift from his family, I think it's cool to work on. And I bet you all feel the same way. But I got to do what's right for the car. Do what's right for the customer. Notice I didn't say the word budget, what their budget was. I already know those things. I know when somebody wants to spend five grand on their car or when somebody just wants, wants something simplistic. We're all worried about one-upping each other with this protection and this correction nonsense. Let me tell you, man, there's a lot of ways to do it. There's a lot of ways to, to, to serve clients better. We try to get better every day as a company, HyperClean and VR. We're not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you got to get out of this mindset that there's a right and a wrong when it comes to protecting a car. There's times that wax fits somebody. There's times that PPF fits somebody. And getting to work on these two cars and, 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 and having that type of week, it was a great week for me. Notice I didn't tell you about the most expensive cars we worked on this week. These kind of cars make what I do worth it because of my viewpoint on how to work on cars. And if that helps some of you get your career started, great. If you have a different opinion than me, great. I think you'll find, though, that common sense will make you the most money in the long run. We'll keep your car if you're a DIYer looking the best the longest and have you driving around with pride. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Go check us out, HyperClean Specialists on, and on Facebook, excuse me, hypercleanstore.com. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon.